0: Welcome to the Wise Up Texas podcast. Wise Up Texas is a nonpartisan nonprofit empowering and educating Texas South Asians to be informed voters and partake in civic engagement. You can visit our website wiseuptx.org and find us on all social media platforms. This is Poonam Kaji, Wise Up Texas board member and today's host. Hey everyone. I want to remind you, we are getting closer and closer to election day. If you're listening to this podcast, I am sure you are planning on voting this election season and you are an engaged citizen, but that doesn't uh, mean you can't take a moment and think about some friends and family, uh, maybe those people that aren't quite as interested in politics to be listening to a podcast episode. Um from Wise Up Texas, and ask them, have you registered to vote? Are you prepared to vote this election cycle? Uh, The deadline to register to vote is October 5th, and so we're really getting down to the last, uh, less than a month here for us to encourage those friends and family members to do that. I am here today with another candidate for Texas State House. Uh, This is Eliz Markowitz, Dr. Eliz Markowitz, um, who's running for Texas House District 28 state rep. And I want to remind you guys that, you know, we're really, really focused on the presidential race when you look at um, the media and when you keep up with the news. But don't forget, we've got to elect folks for our Texas state house as well. And um, Eliz Markowitz is running... In this district, which is west of Houston area, encompasses a lot of the suburbs, has a very um, prominent Asian and South Asian population. Um, Eliz is from this area herself. She was born and raised in Sugar Land, Texas. So I'd like to turn it over to her to talk to us about her campaign. Eliz, thanks for being here.
1: Yeah, thank you for an amazing introduction. I appreciate it. Uh, as you noted, I'm a native of Sugarland, Texas and have lived in Fort Bend County for a large portion of my life, uh, apart from living in Europe for a few years and then also going away for college and graduate school. Um, and now I've come back to help give back to the community that helped raise me. And as you said, uh, we have, a lot of issues that we need to tackle. Uh, First and foremost, I would say that uh, in addition to the hurricane season, uh, we're also as we all know in the middle of a pandemic and unfortunately the response from our elected officials hasn't been one that benefits the public safety and the safety of all the diverse communities within hd28 and within the state of texas Uh, so hopefully uh, come november 3rd uh, we'll be able to go to bed knowing that we have an individual in the texas state house in the congressional district 22 in the state senate for texas and in the presidency that is going to uh, work for all the populations of the state
0: I, I think you're absolutely right that there's a lot that people are juggling right now in their families at home, um, you know, amid a recession and a pandemic and election season. So looking at your election, I, I kind of want to remind our listeners of the storyline here. In 2019, John Zerwas, a longtime Republican for this House district, um, retired, and it resulted in the need for a special election to fill the seat. Um, So, you know, your race really started early in many ways. Um, You ran in the special general election on November 5th, 2019, and you and Republican candidate Gary Gates um, got the two highest amount of votes and you went to a runoff. And Gary Gates won that runoff um, on January 28th, 2020. Now you're both on the ticket for the general election again, of course, uh, you know, special elections tend to have less turnout than a presidential election or a midterm election. Um, so, how does voter turnout play a role this time? You've got the same two candidates on the ballot, but how, you know, what, what's going to happen in your mind in November that's different than what happened earlier
1: this year? Yeah, so as you noted, uh, special elections tend to have a lower turnout in Texas, uh, particularly amongst the Democratic base, uh, who are generally more fired up to go out for the presidential elections than they are for uh, special election runoffs in an off year (laughs) and an off time. Um, And so voter turnout is going to play a huge role as we head towards November. Um, On a positive note, we've, as you've noted, we've been running this race for quite a while. And so rather than it being a marathon, uh, it turned into a sprint and we were able to build up a large amount of momentum amongst the diverse communities within Fort Bend and put together a broad coalition of groups that wanted to see an individual elected who cares about people over politics. Um, In the past... Uh, Six months since the special election, we've been able to register 19,000 new voters in the district, um, only 1,000 of whom have any prior Republican history. And so if we can just get people to turn out to the polls and the numbers that they did in 2016 or the 2018 midterms, uh, we should be on track to make history uh, this November, which would be great. (laughs)
0: Wow, yeah. I mean, you know, there's been a lot of conversation about suburban districts like this one, right? I think there's been a lot of conversation about um, Texas and, and Texas suburban districts and what impact uh, particularly suburban voters are going to have on this election. Can you, can you talk a little bit about that, about what what is going on in suburbia? What are people talking about, looking for, and, and what is
1: their role in the election this year? Yeah, of course. Uh, So HD28 is right on the outskirts of Houston in the greater Houston area. A lot of Katy, Richmond uh, area is involved in uh, HD28. It's also the fastest growing district and the most populated in Texas. Uh, And so as the energy industry has grown in the Houston area, so too have the suburban areas in the greater Houston area. And as they've grown, they've become much more diverse as we see individuals from all communities and backgrounds coming in and settling in these suburban communities. And so I believe that this this election season is going to be the cycle for for suburban voters to make their voices heard. Um, No longer do we have uh, small areas of suburbs where the vote isn't actually amplified uh, or representative. We have areas where these individuals are making their concerns known, uh, whether it be the cost of healthcare and the accessibility of healthcare, uh, the availability of high quality public education, which has been a huge issue, especially during the pandemic, um, as we see uh, schools not having proper safety procedures for reopening and parents being forced to uh, juggle not only their own livelihoods, but also the education of their children. Um, We've also seen the economy suffer uh, massively, which has had a huge effect on the suburban voter. And all of these things have combined to a point where we're really uh, at the precipice of change. And if people truly want to see uh, an equitable Texas and they want to see a Texas that works for all individuals, uh, hopefully they will put their faith in me to uh, represent them come January.
0: Yeah, I mean, you touched on um, the diversity of, of the district and how quickly it's growing. We, we identify your district as one that does have a strong South Asian population. Um, and many of our listeners and followers are South Asians that are um, interested in being civically engaged and understanding politics better. Um, so what would you have to say to the South Asian constituents in your district? and? um the South Asian followers that that will be tuning in here um about your platform and about what you see that population needing.
1: Uh, so I've always been engaged with the South Asian population since I first ran for the State Board of Education uh, starting in 2017, and they've been a bedrock of helping to craft the policy and the uh, platform that I'm running on now. Uh, HD28 is comprised roughly of about 20%, uh, a little little less than 20%, about 18% of AAPI individuals. And so they have a huge voice in who they will elect come November. And one of the things that we noticed prior to uh, Sri Kolkarni running in CD22 was just the low engagement rate in the South Asian community. Now, thankfully, he was able to build up a huge coalition and engage those South Asian voters to come to the polls. And luckily, that has continued on. And so we've seen more engagement in the South Asian community than we ever have before. Um, and we hope that that continues through and we've just been making sure that we host meet and greets and town halls to understand the issues that matter most to them uh, which have primarily mirrored those of everybody else at this point in time uh, whether it be high quality education high quality healthcare, or having an economy that actually works for the people Um, and just letting all the South Asian voters know that I am here to work for them. I am not here to work for myself or any special interests, and I will do everything in my power to make sure that every voice is represented when we win.
0: I, I want to ask you because I, I know we've we've talked about you know some of your um, history and the issues that are you're most passionate about. But I don't know if I specifically asked you what made you decide to run, you know, for this Texas State House race, particularly. I. I looked, you know, was looking back at this district, and in 2016, nobody ran against the incumbent. Um, and so here we are, four years later, in a, you know a hotly contested race, and in a race that, as you point out, has lasted longer than others because it started off with this special general election. So, what what was it that really put that fire in you to to run for this particular
1: office? So in. 2018, during the midterms, I had run for the State Board of Education, um, and that race encompassed all of Southeast Texas. And when I was going around throughout the state, people were concerned about education, rightly so, but they were also concerned about health care. They were concerned about an economy that works for everyone. They were concerned about rising property taxes, uh, so on and so forth. And I really thought it would be beneficial to help give back to the community that helped raise me. Um, as I've said, I was born in Sugar Land and I'm a Fort Bend native. And I don't think I would have met with the successes I have in my life if it hadn't been for the, the teachers and the community servants uh, who put so much into, into the children of this community and into the future and making this a great place to live. And when I had looked at the data for this district, um, it was no longer a majority uh, Caucasian district. And I really felt that it was ripe for change. I felt that it was time to have someone who was working for the people and not working for the special interests, the top 1%, actually representing the people of this district. Um, And so I felt that it was sort of a moral obligation to do everything in my power. Um, to give back to the society, and especially considering uh, the, the way our morals and our ethics have seemed to erode over the past three to four years, um, I wanted to have someone with a strong moral and ethical backbone take this position, um, and that's one of the things that our campaign prides itself, is honesty, integrity, diversity, and inclusion, <laughs> And so with that in mind, uh, we submitted the paperwork and have been fighting ever since.
0: Well, we're almost out of time. and I want to make sure I I know this is a, you know, we've talked about a lot in a a short time. We talked about your district, um, you know, what it looks like, what the people look like, the issues that matter to you, your story that led you to this point. Um, I want to ask you, is there something else that that you wanted to make sure our listeners hear about and um, is there something you want them to know about how to get engaged or hear more about your campaign?
1: Absolutely. Um, First of all, thank you so much for the opportunity for allowing us to speak with Wise Oak Texas. Really appreciate it. Um, And obviously, we weren't able to cover the vast array of issues that we're running on. But if people would like to know more about our platform and what we stand for, they can go to www.eliz, the number four tx.com or eliz4tx.com to read our entire platform Um, and if anyone has any questions they can submit questions through the website and we'll be happy to answer them and we just want to do everything in our power to make sure people's voices are heard so please feel free to reach out to our campaign and we will be more than happy to sit down and talk and make sure that we are addressing the issues that matter most to the people of this district.
0: Thank you, Eliz. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me. That's our interview for today. I want to remind everybody, make your voting plan. Um, Voter registration deadline is October 5th. Um, Take a look, double check your voter registration, make a plan on how you intend to vote, vote early if you can. Wise Up Texas is a nonpartisan and nonprofit organization, but we welcome interviews with candidates and political leaders who want to reach out to our South Asian followers. Wise Up Texas does not endorse any candidates or political party. Thank you so much for listening today. Get educated, get wiser, and start giving a hoot with Wise Up Texas.